Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are talking theater with Dr. Deanna Totenbeard. Deanna Totenbeard serves as department chair and professor of theater arts at Baylor. She joined the Baylor faculty in 2002 and was named a Baylor teaching fellow in 2012. Her artistic work includes writing, directing, and acting, and she's an active historian in the 20th century theater, early 20th century theater at that. Baylor's Department of Theater Arts has been named among the top 25 undergraduate theater programs in the U.S. with a mission to nurture a close-knit community of intellectually curious and artistically daring theater practitioners while preparing students for future success through liberal arts education and professional training. A lot going on, and the new season uh, will be upon us before uh, too long. So, Deanne, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thanks for coming on the program oh, today. Oh, my pleasure, Derek. Thanks for having me. Well, it's, it's great to visit and find out what's going on in theater arts. We can preview the new season uh, coming up here yes. uh, soon. We'll give people a, a sneak peek at, uh, at, at, at what's coming. But let's start off by asking, what are the summer months like in, in Baylor Theater Arts? They're quiet in the building here on campus, which is good because it's so busy um, during the school year. So it's quiet in the building. Uh, we do a lot of recovery from the season, from the semester type work, uh, reorganizing. Um, um, doing initiatives to our physical space that need to be done, and then our faculty taking research time, et cetera. Um, but our students are pretty busy in the summers away from campus. Uh, we, we do two shows in June that are graduate student shows. They're their um, qualifying project to move into the second year of the MFA directing program. So June has small-scale production, but it gets pretty quiet in July. Mm -hmm. Uh, and gears us up again starting in August. And, and that's right around the Coel. It I mean, is. it's here. Yeah, it's that's here, here. Now. Yeah. So, well, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, different opportunities, you know, alums, professors, uh, students, you know, whether, I don't know whether it's internships, research opportunities, uh, fellowships. Where, where are some places we might find, particularly your students in the summer? All of the above. Our students are often working in internship or apprenticeship type programs at theaters, a lot of times in interesting places like Chicago. Uh, in the summer, as well as in the region. Um, this summer, 2022, was one of our Baylor Theater Abroad summers. So we have faculty who are currently abroad, three faculty members and about 20 students, are currently abroad on a study trip. So that's a, a pretty big event for us in uh, even-numbered summers. And, of course, we couldn't go in 2020. So yeah. this one was really overdue. And they went to... Um, Paris, Amsterdam, um, uh, and they're in England now, in London and in Stratford-upon-Avon, and they see tons of theater. Uh, Copenhagen, I think they went to this time. Uh, they see tons of theater, and importantly, they expose our students to theater not in English. So they have the experience of attending performances where the performers are not speaking in English. Nothing about the experience is in their language. And that really alerts uh, our theater students to all the other ways that things are communicated during performance. It's very good for them. Uh, and then they do see plays in English when they get to Stratford and London. Uh, I think they see like 20 shows on wow. this trip, though. It's quite an experience. So we have students doing that, a big group of students. And speaking of abroad, we had two students have a very special experience this summer. 
two of our theater design technology students who are rising seniors did a short-term placement, internship, apprenticeship type placement at the Royal Shakespeare Theater uh, doing work in stage properties, which was an extraordinary opportunity. Um, One of our faculty members, uh, Professor Jordan Rousseau, has connections with the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he has arranged twice now, two different summers, for students to go over and work in the shop shoulder to shoulder with these professionals at the RSC, and it's life-changing for the students. And we got some support from um, the uh, university to help these students. For both of them, it was their first time out of the country. Um, So it was a really special uh, opportunity. But these are the kinds of things students do in the summer in Mm -hmm. theater. It's all research and training. Well, that sounds pretty adventurous, uh, the places they're getting to go and uh, the experiences they're getting to share as we visit with Deanna Totenbeard. And, you know, for people, you know, people know uh, if they're not as familiar with Baylor Theater Arts, take us inside what makes Baylor's Theater Arts program distinct, what makes it unique. It is a great program, I have to say. I mean, I've been here 20 years, and there's a reason I've stayed here 20 years. This is an extraordinary place, an extraordinary theater department. We have great colleagues and students there. You know, Baylor does community so well. We know that. We say that a lot, but we say it because it's true about the university. And I think that the Department of Theater Arts does this piece of belonging particularly well. So all of our students, like 95% of our students, become theater majors as incoming students. So they apply, audition, interview to become theater majors before they come to campus. So on day one of their freshman year, they're already theater majors. They're already, they already have a big brother or big sister in the department. And we call them a big butt, Baylor University (laughs) Theater, B-U-T. We call them a big butt (laughs) and a grand big butts. They -hmm. already belong to families within the family of Baylor Theater. They're already on multiple group chats and um, and they have this sense of belonging from the day they step on campus. And then that belongingness seeps into everything they do. It's part of the collaborative nature of our work. It's part of our ethos in the classroom. Is part of our departmental traditions. And so our students get sort of steeped in a sense of belongingness to this place and this group of people. And I think that that cannot be overestimated in terms of the power it has on students' development. I think we do that especially well in the Department of Theater Arts. That's inseparable from our educational mission, from our Christian mission, and from our work as artists. Um, but it makes it a special place. Visiting with Deanna Totenbeard, Department Chair and Professor of Theater Arts. And Deanna, if you're talking to prospective students, you know, you paint that picture that you just painted, but I'm sure they have questions about, you know, areas uh, of specialty. What are some areas, uh, you know, just in terms of uh, practice, uh, of, of the practice that you think that, that Baylor Theater Arts really stands out? Yeah, we, we do a really good job in both of our uh, professional degrees, the BFA in performance and the BFA in design technology. Each of those has areas of specialization within it. So, for example, in our BFA in theater performance, which is where we see actors um, primarily and people who think that eventually they may want to be directors, et cetera, maybe writers, too. They're getting classes in all kinds of acting methodologies. They're getting directing classes. Uh, They're getting classes in the aesthetics of theater and being um, taught to how to read plays very closely. Uh, They're also getting special things like um, 
uh, stage combat. We have a, a terrific stage combat professor, Professor Brandon Starrett, who's been with us. Uh, he, he joined during the pandemic, and he teaches uh, stage combat uh, both with weapons and unarmed at multiple levels and gets our students certified nationally wow. in stage combat. And he has a great vision for making uh, Baylor Department of Theater Arts uh, well-known for its particular preparation of student, we call them actor combatants. Uh, and that work carries over into stage and uh, film and television, being able to be a combatant. So that's something that we do really well with the performance, for example, although there's several other um, really great areas of expertise, musical theater, dance, uh, Shakespeare performance. In the design tech area, we have teachers in, uh, in scenery, lights, sound, projection, costumes, costume technology, which is the building of costumes, uh, properties. We do a te technical direction, so m masterminding the, uh, the building of the sets, et cetera. So you can, as a student, get your BFA in theater design technology and then realize that your special area is projection, and we have a professor who does that. You might realize, come in and think, I, I just know I like design or technical theater, and during the process realize what I really want to do is make stage properties. I want to make furniture and handheld objects. We have a professor for that. We have shops for that. We have great technology to help students make things that are extraordinary. Um, so while we are, our degrees are intentionally kept broad performance, design tech, and then a BA, which is general theater, while those degrees are kept broad because that's appropriate to the undergraduate level, you can, within those, discover all sorts of deep dives in specializations. And when you discover them, we have people who can help you to learn that, who maybe that's their area of research. And if it's not, they have a friend who it's their area of research. And we connect those students to those specializations. And they leave with such a sense of what they might do. That's great. And we've got a, lot of, got a lot of great alums out there who have benefited from that and are doing exciting things as we visit with Deanna Totenbeard now. Uh, I have uh, in my hands here, you gave me a, a sneak preview of the upcoming season. So I'll let people, we're going to be talking about this a little bit later. So that's uh, upcoming looking at the 2022-2023 season. But I want to, before we get to that, I want to ask you a few questions about the experience and, and past productions. You know, you have too many great plays, productions to mention in, in one place. But as you look back in recent months, are there any that have stood out to you as being especially, I say months, really recent years that have mm -hmm. been particularly significant or in, in your mind give you an opportunity to really tell people why Baylor Theater is such a powerful thing to experience as, a, as an attendee? Absolutely. Well, um, this year in, in 21, 22, we had the great pleasure of being 100% back live in person, which was great. The year before, we did I think extraordinary work in a, in various modes of presentation, both recorded productions, um, productions that happened outdoors, productions that were on stages, but then seen remotely. We learned a ton doing that. We um, so we I'm really proud of how we adapted to pandemic circumstances. When most theaters and theater departments were closed nationally, we were doing work in safe ways and sharing it with our patrons and allowing our students to keep studying what they came to Baylor to study. I'm very proud of that. My whole faculty and staff are very proud of how we helped our students through that year. But then this most recent year, in 21-22, we got the joy of being back in person um, and having 100% live 
shows. And I think um, as I look back on 21, 22, I'm very proud of the Laramie Project, which was one of our green series shows. We do gold and green series, which we can talk about more if you like. Mm -hmm. But it was a green series show. A um, lot of actors playing lots of roles, telling the story of the death of Matthew Shepard at the University of Wyoming and the aftermath of that uh, hate crime on the community of Laramie and on the people who um, were in, uh, uh, impacted in the community. And it, it's a story about community and about uh, confronting um, darkness in your own community and that healing in your own community. And we felt like th we are the people to do that story. We are the people to face that difficult material and to do it in a responsible way. So we presented the play. It was directed by Dr. David Jortner, did an extraordinary job. And the uh, run of the show, we had a different community leader present at every performance. And afterwards, they would somebody from Baylor or from the Waco community, they would lead the audience, anybody who wished to stay, in a conversation about what we just saw and what it means for that group of people watching the show that night, what was on their mind, what questions they had about the ramifications for them personally living in another town about the same size as Laramie, Wyoming. Um, and I'm really proud of the community engagement, the um, conversations that happened, the sharing that happened. I feel like that's us at our, at our best. That's one example of us at our best. That's great. When patrons attend, let's say there's someone who's never attended but is thinking about it, would like to, you know, what, what, what should they know? You know, sometimes things you haven't gone to can be, you don't know exactly about it. So what, would, what, what should people expect when they attend? They should expect to see a lot of examples of, of our students. We're, we highlight our students. So they might see that uh, the scenery they're looking at was designed by students. It certainly was built by students uh, under the leadership of faculty. They might find that the hair and makeup design is by students. And so they're going to see a lot of work by students behind the curtain. And then they're also going to see our students on stage. We don't have a, a undergraduate students at that. We don't bring in very many guest artists to take roles on our stage because we want to show our students. So they can expect to see um, examples of what Baylor students are capable of, and they can expect to be surprised by what levels our Baylor students are capable of achieving artistically. Um, they can expect uh, nice theater spaces. We don't have overly large spaces. Our, our largest theater holds 350. Our, our, our other main uh, theater that we use primarily uh, only seats about 240. So you're not in a massive space. You get this sense of all the other people watching the show with you. So you can expect to feel connected to other people who are in the theater. And you can expect to learn something. We try hard to create materials in the lobby or on audience guides that you can get to through your smart device uh, to help you know more about what you're seeing, to learn something new, to realize a connection you hadn't realized with the play. So you can expect to learn something. But um, I don't think that the point of theater is to, to just uh, be good for your your uh, education. I don't think it's just mm -hmm. sort of vitamins. I think it's fun, good, good fun. And that storytelling is delightful and exciting. So first and above all else, you can expect to hear a really good story in the theater. Well, we'll talk about some of those here in just a moment as we visit with Deanna Totenbeard, Department Chair and Professor of Theater Arts at Baylor here on uh, Baylor Connections. And 
as we talk about the upcoming season, I'm curious, how far in advance, when we're talking about a season that begins in September officially, how far, how far in advance do you uh, prepare for this? Uh, what's the timeline for putting something like this together? We started talking about this season that will start in September, last September. And we set our entire season by December the year before. So by the time we take our Christmas break this year, we'll have decided on all of the productions for 23-24. So we're working quite in advance, mm-hmm. uh, at minimum a year out from when a show or so 10 months out from when a show had happened. Uh, For those spring shows, it's a good year and a half out. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, One reason is we want to get the rights, the legal rights to do the plays as soon as we can um, so that we can um, not lose them because that's a thing that happens. If another theater nearby wanted to do the play, we might not be able to. And we've had to do some negotiations in the past because of these um, sort of professional uh, circumstances that happen when you're producing theater. But also, um, because the point of doing our productions is to educate and train our students, we need to pick far enough advance that we can, far enough in advance that we can put the curricular pieces in place to support the students who are doing that work. So if we know that we want to do a play that maybe has a lot of puppet work in it, then uh, in a spring semester, we'll plan that a year and a half in advance. And in the fall, we might offer a special puppet making class so that students can get that training before they would do it uh, in the production. Or we might uh, increase our tap dancing classes if we're doing a play that has a lot of tap dancing. We might pick special guest artists to come the semester before who would connect to plays we're doing that season. So the planning is to make the plays as useful as possible, not only to our community of patrons, but also to our students in their uh, curricular development. Well, you touch on it here, but I'm curious with innumerable worthy and fantastic uh, presentations you could uh, make. How do you narrow that down to five or six each year? It's so hard. Um, every time we, we go to do it, it feels like we're looking up a mountain that we have to climb again. Mm-hmm. And didn't we just climb this mountain? <laughs> um, it, we're looking for stories that we can be, get behind. It's a lot of effort to produce a play, and that effort must be worthwhile for everybody. It must be worthwhile for us as artists, for us as educators, for our students as learners, and for our patrons. Not every piece of material out there feels worthwhile. Uh, Worthwhile doesn't always mean high art. It can mean very entertaining. But is it worth the the energy um, to tell it? Is it something that we will stand behind and say, yes, we are proud that we told this story? So we're looking for things that we can stand behind that are worth the um, energy of our students. We're looking for things that will suit the students, particularly who are juniors and seniors, as performers or designers. So we, we look at who are actually our students, not hypothetically who might be our students. We know who they are. And we look at them and we look at all the possible plays and we think, what do they need? What did they do their first two years and now they're going to be juniors and they need something different now? Or uh, maybe we have an extraordinary uh, wig student, a student who's very interested in wigs, well, let's pick a play for their senior year where they can show off and get great photographs of wig work they did to help them get into grad school. So we're thinking about the needs of the students as students um, and the needs of our artistic community. 
which is a lot. It's a lot of different it's angles to think through. And we yeah. have a budget. <laughs> yes. No, that's great. That's a great description. And uh, let's let's talk about the, the, the upcoming season. Maybe I could have you give the you know, sort of, I guess, the elevator pitch or the synopsis, just a preview of e- each one. And it starts, uh, what, September the uh, the 28th is when this season begins. It does, with Amelie, which is a absolutely delightful, imaginative, fantasy um, uh, musical based on the film Amelie uh, that uh, you may be familiar with. And this will be a graduate student thesis, a terrific graduate student named Cassie Norgren, who's uh, got a, a tremendous skill in musical theater, is doing this as her thesis. We don't always let graduate students do musicals for their theses because it's a big lift, mm-hmm. but she's the right person for it, and this is going to be so much fun. So that's Amelie, and then the other two shows in the fall are 12 Angry Jurors, which will be directed by our very own faculty member Sam Henderson, who directed Moonman Walk in the spring, if you saw that. This will be a contemporary telling of uh, or version um, style of the classic play about a jury delivery, deliberation in um, a juror's room uh, of a very serious crime. Then in the end of the fall, we are doing A Monster Calls. That's our second graduate student thesis show. Uh, Chelsea Curto is directing this. Um, the She's going to be tremendous with this very physical production. It's based on a young adult novel of the same title. Um, It's a great read, although it made me sob embarrassingly in public when I read it because it's so moving, the novel is, and the play is beautiful. And it's about a young man uh, coping with the um, coming death of of his terminally ill mother and the visits he gets every night from a monster who's there to teach him important lessons. So that's the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, September, October, November. It is. Each of those. And then uh, the, the spring season in February. Right. We're going to start that with a second musical. We don't always do two musicals, but this was the right year for it for various reasons. So we're doing the musical Once, um, which is also based on a film and which was on Broadway it's been about 10 years now. And uh, the Broadway, original Broadway production, featured Baylor Theater alum Elizabeth A. Davis, and she was Tony nominated for her role in Once. So this feels close to our hearts. Yeah. Um, it's a charming musical um, and about love and hope. Athena is our second show of the spring. That's a green production, directed by John Michael Mars, and it's about. Um, high school female fencers who are preparing for uh, trials to get into the Olympics. So you're going to get to see fencing on stage, which means that our stage combat faculty member is going to be closely involved (laughs) in in this along with uh, Professor Mars. And it's about young women doing this work, and we like that a lot for our students. And then we are ending the season with a big, splashy Shakespeare comedy. We're doing the Comedy of Errors, which is about as comedy as comedy can get. You get twins and mistaken identity and kookiness, and you get all the Shakespeare fun of that. And we're setting it. It's directed by Stephen Pounders, and we're setting it in a early 20th century classic circus. So there'll also be tricks and stunts and clowns and probably, you know, aerial things that I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine they're going to come up with right now. Uh, But it will not be uh, 
it will it will not be serious. It will not be boring. It will not be quiet. It will be splashy and funny. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great season, and uh, you know, people want to uh, go ahead and get tickets. Actually, go on sale in uh, September, September fourteenth. But if people would like to look around. Uh, Baylor.edu slash theater, and I'm looking at it right now. You can see tickets up in the upper right-hand corner, so that's where they can go. And you can get season tickets um, uh, through our website and talking to our box office uh, so that you don't miss a single show. Absolutely. I know that would be much appreciated, people purchasing the season tickets and supporting our our great students in their work. Well, Deanna, thank you so much for taking the time to take us inside Baylor Theater and give us a sneak peek at the upcoming season. We'll look forward to seeing that ahead. I'll see you at the theater. Absolutely. Deanna Totenbeard, Department Chair and Professor of Theater Arts at Baylor, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections. You can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.